What is up, football fans? Welcome back to another episode of Pound the Pigskin, where it's all football all the time. This is your host, Steve Dunn, along with your fellow football host, Alex Ruiz and Matt Kaczynski. Gentlemen, our mock draft show has finally come. Uh, I know I'm excited. I know you guys are probably just as excited. You know it. Yeah, man, this is where it's all at. That's it. This is, so This is where we prove our football knowledge. That's it. That's right. We can be just like any of these other stooges that get paid to um, you know, make <laughs> predictions on, on mock drafts. And we like to do it a little bit differently here on the show. You know, we do one mock draft a week before the actual draft. So that way we have enough time to watch enough film, collect enough information, let free agency play out. We're not, you know, spitting out a new mock draft every week for three months leading up to the draft. We've got one go at it. Um, We don't do any trades, so it's going to be just how the draft order is set up, and we uh, will rotate through, um, taking our turns, being the general managers of each team, and if we were the GM, these are the picks that we would make. So... Let's uh, let's get into our show as we do each and every week. Brought to you by String Sports Brewery and Engine 15 Brewery. String Sports Brewery in historic Springfield. Engine 15 on Beach Boulevard, Jack's Beach. Go by, have a pint um, or several. If that's your fancy, always drink responsibly. Our drink of the night, um, as always, kicks off our show. And um, Matt, do you remember uh, at the... Uh, at the Bricks and at the Ritz, the, the go-to cheap drink was always the mango Gatorades. Oh, God. Yeah. So I've got a strawberry kiwi Gatorade with some vodka. Oh, my God. That's what I've got. We're like, it's like being 23 again. Yeah. So that's what I've got to get me through making my GM picks tonight. Well, I'm getting, I got a little saucier tonight than uh, normal. I figured I had to. It's only appropriate. I got a, uh, it's nothing too crazy, but different than what I've been doing. Got myself a Mick Ultra because I love Mick Ultra. I'm going back a little bit to it. There you go. With a chaser, a bullet, baby. Well, Excellent. it's actually more than you got a. Yourself a you got yourself a good old fashioned boiler maker going. I like it. Uh, yeah, it might be a little more than a boiler maker with the amount of whiskey I decided to pour myself. That's okay. Getting saucy. What you got, Alex? Um, well, I got Come two on. because Bring one's going to go down really quick. <laughs> Alex just got the rat pill for the for the gerbil. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, poison. Um, no, so there was a um, a Smirnoff sourced real fruit pineapple coconut in my fridge. That is a mouthful. Wow. Yeah. So I'm gonna. It's hey, look, it's made with real fruit juice. So that sounds like the beginning of summer drink right there. That yeah. Does, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pound that really quick, and to to make sure that I, I do pound it quick, I'm cracking open a nice, refreshing Mick Ultra. Ah, yes, look at that, the Mick Ultra tonight. All right. We on the Mick Ultra. Yep. It's All right, so, good. so with that, uh, we've got our our um, liquid intuition ready to rock and roll so that we can make um, fine, sound, rational decisions. When Who it does that these days? Nobody, nobody does that anymore. Ah. Know, right? The world's going to hell in a handbasket. Nobody knows how to think rationally. Anyway, um, as I explained, this is our... Our one and only mock draft, um, we go ahead, we do one round. Uh, we don't project any trades or anything like that, and uh, we, we rotate through making selections as if we were the GM and if we you know, had the power to uh, 
submit the card to the podium, this is what we would do. What we would do. So the uh, the order will kick off. Matt's got the first pick. Alex has the second pick. I have the third pick, and then we will continue to snake it on through so that it goes Matt, Alex, me, and then back up to Matt. Um, so without further ado, and probably with the least amount of drama we will ever see in a mock draft or a real draft um, for quite some time. Matt, you have the first pick in the draft and are on the clock with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I, I've thought long and hard on how to try to make some anticipation on this. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to choose with the number one overall pick, Trey Verlawrence. All right, so Trevor Lawrence, quarterback, Clemson. Um, we all know that this is. Yeah. I wanted to get real cute. As much of a shoe in as you can get, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I really don't have much to say. He, he, he's the guy. He's the most talented, I think, quarterback in the draft based on film and pro day. Since I mean, I'm going to say it. I've seen it said, so I'm not the only one. John Elway. Um, I think he's legit. I think he's a generational talent, and. Uh, Welcome to Duval. There you go. So, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Jaguars, uh, first pick in our mock draft, uh, which means Alex gets uh, gets on the clock here with the New York Football Jets. Gang Green, they've got the second pick. Alex is the GM. You are on the clock. Yeah, um, you know it's 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 hard to argue against really anything at this position. Uh, I mean. <laughs> It's, it's kind of a Sherlock here, just like, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence to one is. So um, if, I'm, if I'm the general manager, if I'm Joe Douglas and I'm not a dumbass, I'm, I'm taking Zach Wilson. All right. So we've got Zach Wilson, quarterback BYU coming off the board, which obviously makes the most sense, especially since the Jets traded away Sam Darnold. Um, no arguments there pretty um spectacular athleticism and, and talent so um not a shock there either uh which means i get to be john lynch for a second here and the gm for the 49ers who obviously uh didn't originally own this third pick but they own it now um they traded up for it um I, i'm the pick i'm gonna make is probably not the pick that they're gonna make um and it, it won't be uh, it won't be my predict the pick either, but if I'm the general manager, if I'm John Lynch sitting there with the third pick and it goes Lawrence and Wilson um, with my third pick in the NFL draft, I'm taking quarterback Justin Fields. Okay. Yeah, I basically almost had these like pre-written in for us, <laughs> got to be honest. I I just think that, I mean, he's – He's maybe a little he's maybe a little bit below the level of prospect of Lawrence and he's almost on par with Zach Wilson and I this is my personal opinion but I think if Fields is not the pick for the Niners at, at three I think it's a mistake but that's just me um, I'm making the pick here I'm taking fields which now brings us to the Atlanta Falcons on the clock at number four. Which is Matt? Uh, you're the uh, you're the new GM for the Falcons. Uh, you're on the clock at four. So in real, I don't think Atlanta is picking at four. I'm just going to throw it out there now. Yeah. Um, but Very since possible. we are not, 
We're not doing trades. I just don't think that they have a reason to go after a quarterback right here. I think they're not going to get the guy they want. Um, even if Fields falls, I don't know. Maybe that's who they would take. Um, but in this scenario, at number four, with the guys that have been taken, I think you got to give Matty Ice a little bit of a chance. Um, and I, I think you, uh, you you take Jamar Chase, pair him up with Ridley. You got Julio Jones still. Have fun trying to cover all that. Give Matty Ice one more shot to try to make a run. What? All right, so we've got Jamar Chase, wide receiver, LSU, coming off the board there at four. I just think he's a better fit. So everybody's going to probably yell, what is up? Do you know? I think he's a good fit for that offense, and I think he's a good pair with Calvin Ridley. Yeah, absolutely. And like you mentioned, Julio's a great, you know, Hall of Fame player, but he's getting older. So, um, and this is this is our mock draft, and you're making the pick. So you've got every right to make that pick. So, um, so Jamar yeah. Chase, number four overall to the Falcons for his wide receiver off the board. Uh, that gives Alex now the fifth pick, which is the Cincinnati Bengals on the clock. Uh, GM Alex for the Bengals. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, kind of a shocker there. Uh, I don't think so, but go for it. I, I mean, it is, but. I mean, we don't need to debate it for an hour and a half. It's, here, but it's, 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 a sh- it's a shocker for me because as, as a Cincinnati Bengal GM right now, that's, that's where I was leaning. Is some familiarity getting Joe Burrow a, a weapon there on the outside? Sure, um, and that very likely eh. could be the scenario come you know the first round. But but there's a guy uh, that's there that they need to be taken. I, I I know, and that's that's who I am taking. Be, being being that you took who I was gonna take <laughs> if I was the GM, right? I, I understand the need, but if I was the GM and getting some firepower gone. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and bring in one of the best offensive tackles that has come into the draft in quite some time and, and, and draft Panay Sewell. All right. I think, uh, I think that's the excellent selection there with the way that we are. Uh, it needs to be the selection. So well, were you actually – I'm dead ass serious. Were you really going to take Jamar Chase at five? Yes. I've been advocating for, for the Bengals to take Jamar Chase this entire offseason because of his familiarity that's, uh, with yeah. Jerome. Yeah, you've I think could I get the need for offensive tackle given the injuries. Um I just I don't know. I, I think well, I think with it's hard me to pass taking up, him. I think it's it's hard to pass up Joe Tiger and, and Jamar <laughs> Joe Chase. Joe Tiger, bro. You know, yeah, yeah, right. I, I'm yeah. just saying, you know, it, it's it's just hard for me to, you know, put those two apart from each other given the success they had. So oh, I I think it's a match made storybook, you know, little uh if yeah, if I was drafting here, I, I would. If I was a GM of the Bengals, I would be taking Jamar Chase, but they're more than likely going to take Panay Sewell. So, well, that's who you're taking with how it's laid out. So yep. um, that means Boom. we are uh, we are on the we are on the clock now with the sixth pick, the Dolphins, which falls to me. Um, I'll go ahead and, and say uh, just like Matt said with the Falcons, I don't think the Dolphins make this pick at six. Uh, if I'm being honest, that's what my gut is telling me, but. Obviously, no trades projected here in our mock draft. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and um, give two of the best offensive talents, um, not named Jamar Chase in the draft, and, <laughs> and pair them up. So I'm going to give them Kyle Pitts here. Nope. Already had that name in there. Thank you for making me not have to delete what I typed. And I, yep. I think, honestly, uh, something something like that, if this, if this falls the, the way it is so far – I don't think any team 
right now would be disappointed with the uh, the player that they got. So with that no. being said, um, this brings us back to Matt. The seventh overall pick is the Detroit Lions with Motor City Dan Campbell at the helm now. Uh, Matt, you get to be the GM uh, for the Lions here on the clock at seven. You know, this is a, a weird spot because there's a lot of different ways you could go with this because clearly Detroit needs a lot of help. Um, I think the biggest glaring need, though, uh, the way things have fallen, um, is I think they need a weapon. And I actually may surprise some people with this pick. But... I actually think that um... – man, this is a hard one. Well, you're well, making – I struggled so hard thinking this, dude. I've got – This is what you would do right here. I literally have three names down, and they're all still there, obviously. So it's like well, – I'm almost going like, to you got to take number. your guy then. Who's going to fit with Motor City Dan Campbell? Who's your guy? I'm going to probably throw a little bit of a wrench in this, going to be That's honest. And uh, let me go ahead and uh, I'm going to take Patrick Sertan in a second. All right. So you're going to yeah. double up on corners. They took Okuda <laughs> last year. So Patrick Sertan yep. this year. I think they desperately need a receiver, but I think you could get some talent later in the draft. And quite frankly, I don't think that's – I think they've got to start focusing on how they can play in their division. Um, you're going to need to score but you're also going to need to be able to stop the scoring. Um, and since mm-hmm. you already have Akuda, why not pat, match up probably the best corner in the draft? Boom. All right, so there you go. So Patrick Sertan comes off the board at, at Curveball. seven to, to Detroit, which means Alex gets a draft for his favorite team at eight. The Carolina Panthers are on the clock. <laughs> Alex gets to be their GM, which is just his dream job. Uh, so where <laughs> are you going at eight, Alex? Uh, the Carolina Panthers at eight are going to be selecting tight end Kenny Yaboa from Old Miss, the number 300 prospect. Wow. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Now, he kids, but in all seriousness, if he actually got offered the GM job at the Carolina Panthers, he would take it. I would tank them. I would tank them in the first three seasons I had a job there. <laughs> I just love that you have so much hatred for that, team. I just so don't rich. like them. Well, man. he's got to make the pick here for them at eight, so this ought to be good. It's because he's still butthurt that they don't have rule. Or yeah. that we don't have rule. I'm good with. I'm good that we don't have rule. Trust me. You should. I'm very good with it. So, given their <laughs> needs, um, and we go back and look at Carolina, I think, I, I think they used, they all their picks last year were defensive players, which I I don't know how you can be successful as a team doing that. Um. Knowing that, knowing that I'm not a dumbass when it comes to managing a football team, I'm going to take our biggest need here, and I'm going to take the second best tackle in the NFL draft and take Rashawn Slater. All right, so talking. There's a wise move there, um, Rashawn Slater. Obviously, going to be there now to um, protect Sam Darnold, block for Christian McCaffrey. So Slater comes off the board there for Carolina at eight. Um, so now that brings me to uh, the Denver Broncos at nine. Um, joy, joy, I get to make a pick for a division rival here. Um, I'll be I'll be brief with this one. Um, I don't think Denver's gonna pick here at nine. I think that they are likely 
um, moving up. But in this scenario, things have kind of worked out well for them. I said I'll be brief with the ninth pick. The Denver Broncos take quarterback Trey Lance. Boom. Okay. Basically knew that one was coming. New so new, that, new GM, uh, new new quarterback. Yeah, new quarterback, new GM, Drew Locke, uh, too many interceptions, which is great when he throws them all to the Chargers. But anyway, 10th uh, pick now, rounding out the top 10. Um, we get back to Matt, who gets to be the GM for the Cowboys. So he kicks Jerry Jones to the curb for this pick. Uh, where are you going for the Dallas Cowboys, Matt, at 10, knowing that you cannot purposely tank the pick? Uh, I'm not purposely taking the pick at all, and it's kind of ironic that I'm going to pick the same position, um, but I'll keep mine very short and sweet. Clearly, the biggest glaring need is a corner, and I think they go ahead and grab Caleb Farley. All right, Caleb Farley out of Vogue Tech at 10. As much as it pains me that I just picked for Dallas picking a Vogue Tech player, it's like a double whammy, but you know what? Kid's friggin' legit, so... Yeah, legit. Obviously, like you mentioned, um, a position of need in the secondary. Um, so, and since Caleb, I took Sertan at the, you know, Detroit. Yeah, Caleb get the Farley next there to to Dallas at ten, which um, brings Alex to the eleventh pick, which is the New York Football Jets. And don't mess it up. Before you make this pick, Alex, I gotta say one thing: if it, if the board falls like this at eleven, you're gonna be a pretty happy camper. Yeah. I'm going to be a very happy and a very manic individual at this point. because. <laughs> so what I'll say is before you make this pick, uh, your pick um, is the pick that will count. But Matt, we'll let you make the selection as well if it's different than Alex's pick. So do you want me to go first then or do you want Alex to go first? No, no, You're let Alex out. go first and make the pick. Cool. That works. Okay. Let's. Okay. So we've got, we got, we got what? Lawrence gone. Fields gone. Yeah. Wilson. Wilson gone. I'm just I'm recapping here really quick. Wilson. Lawrence yeah, Wilson. Got, Fields. Got four quarterbacks gone. Yeah. Four quarterbacks. Two offensive tackles. Chase. Two Farley and Sertan. Yeah. Chase and is one gone. And one tight end. Pitts and Sewell are gone. Farley. Yeah, I picked Sewell. Yes, you did. Um, so, so this is tough for me um, because Devontae Smith's there, Jalen Waddle's there, Michael Parsons there, Gregory yep. Rousseau's there. Um, it's tough. Yeah, but you're that's why you're the GM. Yeah, GM's got to make the tough calls. Um, man. See, I, I don't. I know it's not going to fall this way, but I would be in heaven if it did. That's what I said. Um, look, man. Just because I'm a big believer in the position. All right, hold on. Before you make this pick, oh, let me say yeah. this because this is going to be a real scenario come Thursday night. Yeah. If the board is the way it is right now, the the scenario will come up. While well, I will ask both of you, who is the one player you do not want right now? The way the board has gone. Quiddy Payne. I, I don't want Quiddy Pay. I don't yeah. want. I do not want Quiddy Pay. The one time me and Alex will agree on something. I do not want Quiddy Pay. I think he's horribly overrated. All right. So fair enough. So 
We'll see if that's still the situation. You know, if the Giants are still at 11 and whatnot, I'll ask that question again on Thursday night. But with that being said, you are on the clock. Go ahead and make your pick for the New York football Giants at 11. Um, yeah, so I'm a big, I'm a, I'm a big, big believer in the position. Uh, one of my favorites in the NFL. D- despite having Jalen Waddell available, despite having – Devonta Smith available. Um, oh, you've moved over to my thinking. No. Yeah. Just. Yeah. Because. Wide receivers are a dime a dozen. And you because, just because, because they're there. And I know we have a huge need for the edge rush position. I, I have to take. Right. That's what this is all about. The, the, the best player. Available. I agree. Go for it. And, and at, at this point. Sitting at 11, the best player coming to New York and pairing up with Coach Chaos would be motherfucking Micah Parsons. Yep. All right. Knew you were going there. So it, Alex has it, it has his, to uh, be. His do-it-all linebacker, Micah Parsons, who runs a 4-4-40 um, just to help anchor what was already a top-10 defense last year. Um, I mean, so there's, yeah, there's just no arguing that, man. Like, if if he's sitting there at 11, I don't care who you thought you wanted. That's who you have to take. If Parsons – I'll make mine short and sweet. If Parsons is available at 11, the Giants better be picking Micah Parsons because you pair him up with Blake Martinez and you now have a very, 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 very formidable – linebacking core with just those two guys. Well, yeah, you and... look at what Tampa did with Levante David and um, exactly. Devin White. So there you what, go. Now, what, so... Other, what, what other linebacker do you know coming into this draft right now that can block the run, blitz, and get to the quarterback and knows how to wrap up at See, the waist? And that's why I would say if he's there, you've got to take him because here's the thing. I argue the biggest need for the Giants, despite what a lot of people think, is flat out an edge rusher. There is no other possible position that they absolutely need because, quite yep. frankly, they have talent at every other position. And I will yep. stand by that. Yes, I, I'm talking about I the agree. offensive line, too. And, and people can look, bitch and moan all they want about the offensive line. It's a good offensive line, and it's only going to get better. And, yes, I said that. But Look, look I, I know Parsons is a, is a, is a linebacker. But, but dude, that he dude can blitz, and that is everywhere. Yeah, but yeah, he, he did it all at Penn State. Came that's what I'm saying. End, so. that's, that's, exactly. that's what I'm saying. You get him, and you that's get what him. made Quiddy Pay look so much better because you had Micah Parsons. So that's why you take Micah Parsons when he falls to 11. Now, if he's not there and the board looks kind of similar to this, quite frankly, just because I'm a homer, I'm going to go after my boy Rousseau from Miami at Edge because I know – the kind of guy he is. I know the effort and work ethic he has, and he fits in a Joe Judge run team. Um, but that would only be if Michael Parsons isn't there. So All right. I'll end it. Me and Alex actually agree on something, and it's amazing. <laughs> All right, so we'll see. So the official pick is Michael Parsons, linebacker, Penn State, going to yep. the Giants, which um, brings it to uh, to me now. I get the Philadelphia Eagles. Dirty Birds. Um, I'll take the Dirty Birds pick. Now, they're probably going to blow this pick in real life. Um, <laughs> I, however, I'm not going to blow this pick. Um, they were very successful um, when they made a similar pick um, years ago in the first round. 
And uh, they're going to get their Deshaun Jackson 2.0. I'm taking Jalen Waddle. Yep, I figured. Yeah. Kind of kind of figured that was coming. So that means, uh, that means, Matt, you get put on the clock here at 13 for the San Diego Chargers of Los Angeles County. Um, go for it. Well, uh, I'd love to have some really cool dissertation about how awesomely complicated I can make this, but really it's pretty straightforward. Um, glaring issue for the Chargers to make sure that you keep your golden boy Sunshine 2.0 because he cut his hair. Um, keep That's him right. upright. I think the only possible selection you could make if things stack this way is good old Christian Derisaw. Give me another right. tackle. The offensive tackle, Christian Derisaw out of Virginia Tech, going 13 to the Chargers, trying to keep Herbert upright. I think um, you got to take the next best available tackle, and I also think you're not getting anything really uh, – you, you're going to get a plug-and-play guy, so – Yep, so that brings us now uh, to the 14th pick. Alex, you're on the clock with the Minnesota Vikings. Yep. Uh, really quick, Matt, who did you take at seven? Matt took Patrick Sertan. Wait, so who was at six then? Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. That's right. I had him backwards. My bad. I was just trying to make sure I had it all on track. You've had the good old Stinkfish taking uh, their, you know, moneymaker tight end. Yeah, who yeah, can't, yeah. Who can't block, but, you know, hey. Yeah. That's all right. They'll, they'll let Gusecki block more. Um, <laughs> well, all right, so. Got the Minnesota Vikings here at 14. That's that's tough. Um, Sewell's gone. Slater's gone. Derrissaw's gone. <laughs> uh, their biggest issue is their offensive line. Um, well. I, I mean, it is. It is. It is. Um, I, I would say their second biggest need is defense, though. Um, that's what Mike Zimmer's been known for, and it was absolutely terrible. It, it underperformed all of our projections last year. Um, nope, I called it. Well, okay, you called it. I was, I Daniel, was high on them. I called it because Daniel Hunter was hurt. Um, you know, again, he's coming back and he'll be healthy, and you know, things will be good, right? It changes the defense a lot, but um, – However, that being yes. said, I still think that they need a boost. Uh, I'm trying to find him. Where is he at? Maybe I can mark him off my list. Can't find him. Um, anyways, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give them some much-needed help on the defensive line. Okay. All um, right. And a lot of people, you know, really, I don't, I don't know why they wouldn't like this pick. I think, I think the edge rushers are graded out way differently um, than they all should have. And to me, the best edge rusher in this draft is Gregory Rousseau. All right. So we got Rousseau going there to Minnesota at 14, um, which I think, uh, would make a lot of sense to pair up opposite Daniil Hunter. I, I think a lot of people grade him so low is because he – well, he was a red shirt in 2019, didn't play yeah, in 2020 because of really COVID. Um, you know, I, I get – you know, a lot of people are like, well, there's not enough tape. Dude's a pure edge rusher. I mean, that, that's what he does. That's his skill set. Um, I, I mean, come on, 16 sacks, your, your red shirt year, that's, that's just stupid. Yeah. 
Um, well, why do you think I said that I would want him if Micah Parsons is gone? Well, no, yeah, I you, you heard, I've been I've been advocating for Rousseau the whole time, but if Parsons is there, I'm sorry. We but, weirdly actually agree on something. And yeah, there, this um, like you know, I, I get I get a lot of people like Jalen Phillips and a lot of people like you know um, Ojulari. Like, there's a lot of good edge rushers in here. Don't get me wrong, but I, you just can't beat what you're going to get out of Rousseau for me. And I, I if I'm the GM of the the freaking Vikings, that's who I'd be going for. All right, so there you go. So Rousseau comes off the board at 15, and uh, that moves us now 14. to – Or 14, that's how it moves us to 15, which is uh, the half – almost the halfway point. 15 has got the Patriots um, on the clock. Uh, it falls to me. Uh, if it's going this way right here, this will be a quick pick. Uh, the New England Patriots will take quarterback Mac Jones from Alabama. Yep. And that'll they be didn't here. even have to move for him. That'll be your fifth quarterback. Yeah, if they don't even have to move for him, I think they will have to, or somebody will. Um, but if, as you know, if it goes like this, uh, Patriots will have their their quarterback to groom. Um, so Mac Jones is the is the simple one here. Yeah, I mean they're gonna have to. You got, I mean, how many other teams in the NFL right now need a freaking quarterback? Yeah, there'll be Washington for sure will. now that Smith is retiring. Yeah, so that's that's the pick here. Uh, plain and simple, which means uh, we've got the Arizona Cardinals on the clock at 16. Matt, you're the GM, so go ahead and make your Cardinals selection. I got a toss-up between two players, so I'll try to keep it kind of short. Um, I think they need defensive help. They've definitely got some stack, you know, talent on offense. I think you're going to see a good offense. Um, they could, everybody can always use pieces. But I think the defense is where I need a little bit of help. Um, I would argue corner, probably. But I'll be honest, I think that you find – I like J.C. Horn. Don't get me wrong. Um, but only because we were just talking about this guy and knowing what Arizona has done in the past, and I feel like they always kind of run this kind of defense. They always seem to have really freakishly athletic defensive guys. So why not add a young freak athlete who can maybe be groomed by Watt, which would work perfect, and uh, give me the other Miami boy. Give me Mr. Jalen Phillips. All right, so you got Jalen Phillips, the edge rusher. He can learn from uh, Chandler Jones and uh, J.J. Watt, like you said. Um, I think that's a good um, upside pick for sure, especially with the kind of talent that he has. He can learn from some potential famers. As the – as the resident Miami expert, um, <laughs> the biggest difference is just <sighs> Phillips isn't as polished, I would argue. Um, I think he's got more athletic talent than Rousseau, and that's not even an argument. The thing is, is he's just raw. Now, I mean, we've seen he's in the raw, past. He's got a bit of an injury history, but other than that. I mean, obviously, those guys have worked in the past. I mean, the Giants have had that work quite a lot in their favor of just getting a freak athlete on the edge and it working. I just think he's got to be in the right system, and I think an Arizona system would be perfect. Like, I truthfully think that that needs to absolutely be their pick, like 100%. All right. So. Well, that means uh, we're at pick 17 now for the – Your favorite uh, team? Yeah, the Las Vegas Raiders um, of Oakland. Alex gets to make the, uh, the pick for the Raiders here at 17. Yep. If this were me, you know I'd go with the speedy receiver because I love <laughs> playing in tradition of the Raiders. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, they're also they're also the worst team rushing the quarterback last year. So we'll see what Alex does. 
What you yeah. got? Um, you know, this is an interesting one for me because they they got beat deep a lot last year. Um, Ooh, you gonna snag him? See, and that's the thing. I, I think a lot of you, I think a lot of people would be expecting me to go with with uh, Trayvon Morrig here, huh? but I'm not gonna do that. Okay. Um, they they lost Trent Brown this year. They did. They lost him back to New England. And and to me, that's that's a tough ass hole to fill. Yeah, they got Colton Miller on one side, but nothing on the other. So for me, I, are they going to take, take the Southern Cal kid? I'm going to take the SoCal highest rated pass blocker on any passing down at both tackle and guard position. And throw his ass out to start immediately with Elijah <laughs> Vera Tucker. All right, so Vera Tucker staying, uh, Bill staying the out last, going to the Raiders at seventeen, uh, which would be honestly a, a smart football move at that point. Uh, it's the Raiders; they're not that smart. I, I know they're not, but if it was me, that'd be who I was going. Oh, it's a, it's a phenomenal pick. <laughs> yeah, man. If he falls that far, absolutely. If he falls so, that far, that'd be amazing. So, 17, you got Elijah Vera Tucker, the offensive tackle from USC, going to the Raiders, which uh, brings up the, the 18th pick, which is the Dolphins back on the clock, which means I get to pick for the Dolphins again. Yeah. Uh, I gave them Kyle Pitts earlier, um, a, a weapon for Tua, and I'm going to go ahead and just let Tua um, – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave no doubt as to whether – Tua Tagovailoa is the quarterback for the Dolphins after this season or not. I'm going to get my answer um, one way or the other, uh, which means that with this pick is, um, you know, probably one that you'll be like, oh, you don't, there's not enough value there, blah, blah, blah. I'm giving him his teammate Najee Harris at running back. Oh, 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 love it. So that's That's... where we're going. We're going to take Najee Harris. I think he is a – a modern day Matt Forte. Ooh, okay. Okay. I, I like I, I, I actually really comparison. like that comparison. I have not thought about it him like that, but I like it. I, I like it. You know, he's so underrated. He was he was just not he was I he just flew under the radar. Has more has more Alvin Kamara superstar potential, but Najee Harris has got that Matt Forte consistency, all purpose back. Um look to him so and there's familiarity you know to and, and Najee so yep. that's where I'm going first running back off the board at 18 um you know people will like it people will hate it but that's what we're doing here so Dolphins I think Kyle Pitts and Najee Harris those guys God. last year combined for 46 touchdowns yeah yeah <clears throat> You you turn in you turn in a, a non productive offense into a, an explosive one immediately. I'm just saying, in the NFL, you have to find guys who know how to get into the end zone, and those two guys know how to get into the end zone. So and not even not even from the end zone, but they need to know how to get into the end zone outside of the red zone. Yeah, outside of the twenty, exactly, and both know how to do that. So yeah. that means um, it, you know I don't I don't know it'll happen there. I, I just want to say this. I, I think it would be interesting if it did, however, because Najee Harris has already tipped his hat to Mac Jones as the better quarterback. <laughs> well, hey, you know, Alabama may have been the better team this year, too, so it made Mac look better. Who knows? Yeah. But 
Um, anyway, that means uh, we're at the 19th pick. Uh, Matt gets to make it for the Washington football team. So the last pick for the NFC East here. Uh, Matt, you're on the clock as the GM for Washington. I mean, you know, I could give them uh, the Stanford boy, David Davis Mills, because, you know, they have no quarterback except for Trevor Heineke. Yeah, they got um, Magic and Heineke. The problem is, so actually, here's – and then completely objective, probably left field take. I actually don't really think that Washington should forcefully pull the trigger and draft a quarterback. Because I think it's a knee-jerk reaction. And I think you force yourself into a bad situation. I don't of, think they will. And I don't think they will. I personally think that they may try to – they may move – I mean, I, if they move up, I actually really don't think it would be for a quarterback – because maybe they see a playmaker that they want that's going to go and they need him. Um, or they see an offensive lineman fall. With that, and and that, that too. I think offensive line would be the biggest glaring need that they need. Um, the way things have fallen here. Are you going to give them another Alabama defensive lineman here? Because that is the last thing that they need to make that front seven just absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, uh, Hey, I'm not offense, saying you offense, to. offense wins games, defense wins championships. I'm not saying you I know, and I'm the one that preaches that, that all the time. You know, honestly, the way this board has fallen, and I definitely 100% do not think that they will be doing this, but um, yeah, as much as it would pain me that this could possibly happen, uh, give me another big old boy in the middle, clog up that defense. Big bear more, baby. <laughs> All right, so you've got give me Washington. that front seven to be literally an impenetrable brick freaking wall. You've got Washington taking a defensive tackle, interior lineman uh, Christian Barmore from Alabama to go with uh, Deron Payne and Jared Allen, and then Chase Young on. The Here's side. the thing: you if... literally have three Alabama down linemen with Chase Young to come off of whatever edge you want. As much as I would hate it, I mean, I weirdly would be kind of cool with it just to watch what they could do. So that, that, would, that would not. I don't want to watch that. I don't want to watch that at all. That's that twice a season a I have to watch that. Face. I don't want to see that. Yeah. That as a pure football fan that loves defense, yeah, I'm, it is what it is. Yeah. The University of Alabama on their defensive line. <laughs> um, so, with that being said, though, that means uh, we get to pick 20. Uh, which is Dull Bears. Um, Alex the Bears. Is the GM for the Chicago Bears here at 20. Alex, what move are you making? Man, you know, I don't I don't really know where the Bears are at. They're moving up for quarterback. Spot. I'll tell you where they're at. They're in they're in Chicago and they've got Nick Foles and Andy Dalton at quarterback. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's like a desperation attempt at a playoff team going after Nothing. Hey, you leave Red Rocket alone, all right? Red Rifle's um, going to, uh, you know, you're going to be slinging around in Chi-Town. But I just don't – I look, I understand that they need a quarterback, but if they needed a quarterback, um, I think they would have, you know, considered somebody other than Andy freaking Dalton. <laughs> yeah, I disagree. Um, I think they're in the same spot as Washington. They I, need I mean, a quarterback, like but they've I, got – They've got they've got guys that can play for at least a season, and you don't forcefully knee jerk reaction to reaching for one of these 
other like two quarterbacks that Look, really all, are. All I know is a lot of a maybe lot they people, should have brought in Mariota. People people don't like Trubinsky, and I can't understand why because in 2018-19, he had really good stats. I mean, the guy was a you, really you, you yelled at me for three years that I like Mitch Trubisky. No, I haven't. I, I've yelled at you for liking the Bears. I don't like not the Bears. Trubinsky. I like I've even well, I've even advocated because I believe it or not had a winning record. Yeah, I even said Mitch that I would be I would be more than happy for the Giants to take Trubinsky. Like I'm okay. Yeah, I would have been okay guy. with it. If they the only problem I have with Trubisky is the fact that the Bears traded up from three to two to get him when they didn't have to. Well, yeah. it's kind of ironic that they traded up for him and now they kind of need a quarterback and they really probably won't trade up for it. Yeah, they're, I mean, listen, they're they're going to forever be linked to the fact that they went from three to two to take Trubisky in the draft that Watson and Mahomes went later. <laughs> I mean, they're forever going to be linked to the fact that they royally fucked that one up. Oh, they did. They definitely did. So with that being said, Alex, you should not royally fuck it up and make a pick <laughs> here at 20. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I get it. I just well, don't. No quarterback to take. So. There's, no, there's no quarterback with value here for them to take. Yeah. Like, they're going to have to try and posture That's okay. for a trade. No, they're not. Okay, you, you go do your thing. Listen, Andy Dalton had by far the best supporting cast he has ever had in his NFL career and didn't do jack shit no, in Dallas. Dude, get the frick out of here. Okay. Bro, he was – do you not remember him being a perennial playoff quarterback? They just couldn't – A failure, a failure playoff couldn't win in yes. the playoffs, dude. But they were a perennial playoff team. A failure, a failure playoff team, yes. Well, guess what? That's they, not like they got was, there. It was a complete disaster. They got there. Come on. Right. But this this pick should not be with the way the board has fallen. This pick should not be quarterback consideration here. No, it's not. It, not in at any level would I even suggest this here. It, it would make no sense. There's no quarterback of value at this position. Nope. Um, for me, I, I feel like the Bears are like Look, the coaching staff and the GM, I feel like all of them are like, we need to just win. Like, we need to we need to win, you know? Well, you're the GM now. Um, what are you winning with? So, for me, I, I would be sick and tired of watching Allen Robinson, who has continually played his worth, be double teamed. And I would get him the fastest wide receiver in this draft in Rashad Bateman. All right. So you got Bateman from uh, Minnesota going at 20 to the Bears. I like that he, pick a lot. He, he might be small, but the dude is fast. Well, he's not any smaller than what's his friggin' name. Well, yeah, he's not 2 2 Atwell. Good yeah, boy. well, Atwell, Atwell yeah. might as well just Listen, not even show face. pounds? That's undraftable, bro. I don't understand why people are even thinking he will you be. You cannot be a Pop Warner sized kid and be taken seriously at getting drafted in a men's league where they hit you. Yeah, I, I'm saying. You'll die. You'll die. You, yeah. you will die. Just don't do it, Atwell. Don't so do Bateman, it. Uh, Bateman off the board at 20, wide receiver out of Minnesota. I think that's a great pick and a great fit. Um, gives them the speed what element opposite Allen Robinson. That's what I'm saying. I like that a lot. Free, free up Allen Robinson. Let, let, let freaking uh, – let, let let oh god, let Bateman just go down the line. Don't don't hey, just 
Just run, bro. Just, just run. run. Don't you don't even have a route, bro? Just run. Just, just get force to chase you. That's going. all you got to do. All right. So that means uh, we are now uh, we're now pick twenty one on the clock is the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, so I'll make that pick for the Colts. Um, I think that uh, their their need is probably somewhere along the offensive line um, or the edge rush position. Um, I, I like, I'll be, I'll be kind of brief here. I, I don't know if they're going to make this pick here, but this is the pick I'm going to make for them the way that the board has fallen. Um, but I'm going to take Aziz Ojolare, the edge out of Georgia for them. Okay. Pair him up next to um, DeForest Buckner and see what kind of havoc they can uh, create. They definitely need some of that. I mean, I think it's not necessarily their biggest glaring need, but it's definitely not going to hurt them. Um, and, I mean, it's a very interesting division when it comes to – there's a lot of question marks, I think. So, if you – with getting uh, their quarterback need kind of taken care of, I think that's got to be their their move. They've got running backs. I like it. All right. So, that means, Matt, now you're um... – you're on the board. You're on the clock here. Uh, pick 22 for the Titans, uh, driven by the Yuli Bulldozer. Where are you going with the Titans pick at 22? Um, uh, as much as I've kind of said he's a little bit um, overrated, I think it would just fit with what they need, in my humble opinion. Um, and I think that you're going to see Mr. Quitty Pay. All right, so there you go. Fit in on that line. They need they need to be able to rush the quarterback because that is literally the reason why they did not make a deeper run. All right, so they you've did. got Quiddy Pay going there to pair up with Bud Dupree, who they brought in in the offseason. Yep. I know they addressed it, but I still think that they need more than just one guy because they were yeah. that bad on the defensive line. So Fair enough. All right, that means um, pick 23. Alex gets the second gangrene pick for the Jets. Where are you going? After taking Zach Wilson at two, what are you doing at twenty-three? Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't even. I, I don't know. You man. got both Jets picks, just like I got both Dolphins picks. I, I know, and I I didn't expect him to be here. Um, if you take my guy, I'm gonna kill you. Which is kind of surprising, but uh, sorry, buddy. Give me Mr. Greg Newsom. Okay. All right, so he's got the corner, Greg Newsom, out of uh, Northwestern. I like that pick a lot. Um, yeah, that's actually, a good, it's a good one. I, I was, I, I, I had so to be fair here, I actually had Asante Samuel slated here, um, because I didn't think Newsom was going to fall this far, but because he's there, I'm going to take him over Asante Samuel. There you go. All right, so that means um, the 24th pick goes to the Pittsburgh Stellars. Um, who just uh, extended their head coach, Mike Tomlin, another three years. The, there is the only one pick here. Yeah, so there's no way the Steelers can be a good football team with Ben Roethlisberger being at his age and not being able to protect him, knowing that they lost four to their five starting offensive linemen <laughs> on a team that was already failing and couldn't run the ball. It's the worst situation in the NFL, in my opinion. It really, it, it, really, it really is. Uh, I mean, Tomlin's obviously going to keep his job no matter what. Um, but for clearly, this, for this pick, 
I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to give them offensive tackle Tevin Jenkins, the nastiest offensive lineman in the draft out of Oklahoma State here uh, at 24 to the Steelers. Got it. So Wait. that's another that's another O lineman off the board for us, which means I don't know. I did not do this on purpose, but Alex got both Jets picks. I got both Dolphins picks, and Matt's about to get both Jaguar picks. It didn't yeah. do it just the way it fell because I mean we've kept the same. It's not like we've done some weird all, out of that's order thing. Saying. I did not I did not do this on purpose. Now it Matt, worked out well with the way that the board has gone. What are you going to do? Are you going to um, provide Trevor Lawrence with help? Or are you going to go ahead and fill the most glaring hole that they have? You are on the board here at 25. This is a really tough one. I'm going to be honest. Because there's a guy that I really want. Well, if there's a guy you really want and you're the GM, then you go get him. There's somebody, yes. there's somebody who I want, but y'all, y'all think I'm crazy. It's just not the most sound pick with their needs, in my opinion. Because well, oh. Remember, you're the GM for Urban Meyer here. Yeah, come on, Irby. Um, you just took Jacksonville Jesus number one overall, best prospect since fucking LA. Sunshine. Yeah. We went from the Marlboro spokesman to the Saint himself. That's right. So Matt, you're on the you're on the clock here with the Jaguars' twenty fifth overall pick. There's two ways you can go on this one. There's one way you can go on this one. Well, there's, no, there's multiple two. ways, but there's only one pick. I'm going to do the one that I just – I've been a big fan of this guy for a very long time, even though I hate the school. All right. I got to do it. I know it's not their biggest need because I like James Robinson a lot, and I think he is – it's like criminal how underrated that nobody talks about him as being good when he had 1,000 yards and was a pro bowler, but, you know, whatever. Uh, but why not? The league is running with two running backs, realistically – Let's pop another one in. Let's get the teammates in there. Give me Mr. Travis Etienne. Thank you. Thank you for listening to my sound region for this I mean, pick. If he, fall, if he is available, it to me just makes sense. Um, I mean, here's the other thing, though. In this scenario, and this is why I said my team needs, I probably shouldn't have picked him. It probably should have been Smith since he's here, and it's weird that he is here. I would give him little. He, I mean, he is little. And that's kind of why I don't want him. No, so no, I'm, I'm saying Walker Little, man. ETN to me, I think is he's a do-it-all kind of back. He's got the flash that can really, you know, um, change this offense. And you know, you'd rather have a crowded backfield than have not enough in the NFL right now. So that's right. All right, so you've got Travis ETN, another Clemson guy, paired up with Trevor Lawrence, going 25, which puts. Alex on the clock for the Cleveland Browns, not your grandfather's Browns. What do you got there for the Browns at 26, Alex? Yeah. Um, you know, so, look, I, the Browns. Finally a playoff team. Browns are a playoff team. Um, they've got one of the better offensive lines in the NFL. Yeah. Um, unfortunately for the Browns, they just let people score too many damn points when it yep. matters. That's true. Um. I'm a little torn here because I wasn't expecting either of these guys to be available at this point in the draft. (laughs) Um, God, dude. Uh, But 
I'm gonna I'm gonna catch a lot of flack. <clears throat> okay. Well, look again. They got they got burned. Okay, just as 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 simple as it was, they were burned consistently. I think they need to fix their defense. Um, they went out and yeah, obviously they got Miles Garrett and they went out and they picked off Jadavian Clowney, who hasn't done really anything. I I, I can see them going edge here, but for my own sanity, um, I'm gonna go ahead and put somebody deep back that I know can stretch the field, and I'm gonna give him Trevor Morgan. All right, you got the safety Trevon Mooring to pair up with John Johnson, who they brought over from the Rams. Yep. Just helps that helps that secondary that's already got Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams. So Trevon Mooring. That's that's where I would go. Honestly, man, I just I don't know. I know people are like, hey, that you know they need a they need a pass rush and they need look they've they've kind of addressed that. They've added some edge rushers and some you know cornerbacks this draft or this offseason. I don't know. I just I can't see them passing up a safety of that value who you can move along the field anywhere you want. I just have my trepidations about putting a guy from uh, you know the Big Twelve. Yeah, I mean, Big yeah, 12, no, I, I get it. You know how we feel about that. But uh, the thing I like about it is if you look at the way the NFL is going, the way offenses are playing now, they are playing more fast-paced now than they have ever played, um, and you're seeing more of that college role, which is why I'm big on pairing up quarterbacks with receivers that they've thrown to or running backs that they've thrown to and have advocated for this for the last year. Um, so for me, getting a, getting a speed safety like that in the deep back that you know is, is not going to let anybody get past him, I just I don't, I don't see how you can pass that value here. Yeah, no, that's sound. I mean, um, he's good. So that means we, uh, we move on now. Uh, pick seven is the Balt- – or 27 is the Baltimore Ravens. That one falls to me. Um, if, if the board is like this, I think the Ravens will be running up um, to make this pick. Um, everything for them – relies on the evolution of Lamar Jackson and, and making him a quarterback and not a running back who plays quarterback. Um, they already they already have a pretty solid Pro Bowl proven tight end in Mark Andrews. Um, Marquise Hollywood Brown is is a is a speed guy. He's a little guy. They're obviously not afraid to take those kind of guys in the first round. I'm gonna go ahead and give him Devontae Smith. Yep. Crazy that he's so far down. Yeah, well, if Smith falls to 27 in real life, I would be absolutely shocked. I, I Look, I mean, I'll be straight with you. I, I don't. He does have the X factor because the guy just does not drop a ball. Um, yeah, I mean, Devontae Smith and, and Hollywood Brown would be a heck of a pairing. But his, Yeah, but that's great. They're great college guys. His size, doing the I, NFL. Think, I think his size is going to absolutely decimate his value because at 166 pounds soaking wet. I, just, uh, I, I truly think he's outmatched in terms of size. Bro, I'm sorry. Uh, we all saw what uh, Derrick Henry did. You're going to see that happen to him with a guy that weighs 40 pounds more than him. Yeah. yeah. I, he's, I think he's I think now officially a special team dice, guy. Uh, if he falls to the late first round, people are absolutely going to roll that dice and say upside is is too much to pass up. So that's kind of where I'm going here. Um, and let's face it, they need they need more weapons on offense anyway in the passing game. So I mean, oh, makes absolutely, a lot of, makes a lot of sense. Um, so that means Matt, you're back on the clock. Pick 28 with the Saints. Uh, where are you going here? 
Well, the way this is falling, I think this is a really easy pick, so I'm going to keep mine actually pretty short and sweet. Yep. Um, New Orleans needs a lot of help, in my opinion. I know they were a playoff team and, you know, whatever. Uh, yep, they, they're going to look a lot different. I still think they're – I think the uh, era is fading. Um, but with the way this has fallen, I'm very shocked that he is still available. I'm going to take J.C. Horn at South Carolina. They need some secondary help because um, it's a passing division, so they're going to need it. And you're getting great value at friggin' 28. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think there's a chance Horn falls this There's ball. no way. Not a chance. But, um, yeah, that's, a, that's an excellent pick there. So um, that means we go now to uh, pick 29. Alex, you get the Packers pick here. What are the Cheeseheads doing at 29? Yeah, um, you know, it's, it's, I, I don't know, man. They, <laughs> they're there's a player, there's a guy on. I mean, they were everywhere. They weren't good everywhere. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's a weird, it, it is kind of weirdly true how they like had such a weird year. Like, <laughs> I mean, dude, they flew under the radar, but were wildly successful. I mean, there was yeah, literally nothing to write home about. Because they were just an average team that, but they were a threat in the playoffs. Yeah, um, so it's it's weird, you know, looking at you know where they're at. Um, I I think cornerback is a is a huge need for them. I think the defensive line is also a very big need for them. Unfortunately, um, I don't know though. Um, I I think I think that because he's still here, and I think that he will be a very good weapon for this team just because you've got Aaron freaking Rodgers throwing to you. Um, I, I honestly, I would, I would, I would jump here and I would take, I would take, uh, what's his, I can't even remember his last name now. My bad. Um, Terrence Marshall. All right. So you got Terrence Marshall, the wide receiver from LSU going here. Yep. I don't know why, man. I just, I, I, I can't imagine him catching balls. I mean, that's great and all, but the problem is, is you then start, I don't know. Look, the only I reason mean, I say that, the only, the only reason I say that is because I go back to, I go back to the clips of the Minnesota Vikings laughing yeah. that Justin Jefferson was still available at their pick. So to me, you look at what Justin Jefferson is in the NFL this year, and you look at how Terrence Marshall filled that gap exceptionally well. He, I mean, he did, but I mean, I think Jamar Chase is that receiver. So, I, I mean, yeah, I get that, but I mean, God, the, the dude's young. He's twenty-year-old wide receiver. You can mold him how you want. He had twenty-three touchdowns and and, and almost a hundred catches over two seasons, filling in for Jefferson. Oh, he's the good. Last year. I just, um, I, I think I there's know, a guy just, that fits their system way more, and I'm not going to say the name because that. Yeah, so I mean, I get it. So that guy, to me, catching balls from from Aaron Rodgers, who's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. I, I, I don't know. I just I would want to see it. I would want to, as a, as a as a GM, I would want to be like, wow, look at that. That's that's me. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm I'm under the impression that it's finally the time for the Green Bay Packers to bring Aaron Aaron Rodgers the the help that he deserves. You know, give 
give him, uh, you know, no doubt in terms of the the weapons that they have, right? You know, to use. And um, I mean, yeah, their 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 best wide receiver is Devonte Allen, or Devonte Adams, excuse me. And he's arguably the one of the best receivers. He's in the no, yeah. When he's there and healthy, he's great. He's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, top five. I'm not arguing that. But then you have a, a huge, enormous drop-off. You have Alan Lazard and Valdez Scantling as your, your next two targets. I'd actually argue that they all kind of work complimentary together. And that's they work complimentary so because Devontae Adams is so damn good that he draws the coverage. Though. But if you oh. throw in Terrence Marshall, who is like Justin Jefferson, holy shit, man. Yeah. I, I'm not saying it's not a bad pick. I just think there's a glaring need that they could – address that is not wide receiver That's oh yeah i mean they they have another need for sure but i'm just as as the gm myself i i want to get the web i want to get more points on the board you love your receivers so i i, I get it that's all yeah you forgot like i said i think that um there's nothing wrong with the packers finally trying to what? get aaron Rodgers just some extra shit some extra wouldn't that be like the first card? first that that would, if they pick him or that somehow falls like that, that would be like the first receiver they've picked in the first round in like I don't know ever. Yeah, I mean, gosh, I don't even remember. I can't even tell you because I'm pretty sure Jennings was never a first round pick. We know I, Jordy God. Nelson. I don't. I, I no. don't think he was a first round pick either. God man. no, dude. I don't think they've ever had a first round receiver. I mean, it's very, very possible. That's why I'm saying I I would not. Be, I mean, I get it. Oh, I would, I would not be against them. It makes, you know, it makes adding sense. some kind of, you know, some kind of weapon for Rodgers. They, they had one. They had one. Oh God, who is it? It was Javon Walker. <laughs> okay. Oh boy, well, that's a that's a long time ago. Yeah, well, that our point still stands. <laughs> that's what, no, that's what I'm saying. Javon Walker, and then the last one was twenty twenty four years prior, and that was Sterling Sharp. Yeah. I yeah, mean, exactly. that one was a good one, but that's a long time ago. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I 100%. Um, All right. Well, then that, that makes sense. So where does that leave us now? Pick uh, pick 30 with the Buffalo Bills. Um, that falls to me. Circle the wagons. Uh, Bills Mafia. Uh, this one's an interesting, uh, an interesting choice for them. There's a lot of areas they could go. Um, the way that the board has fallen right now, I think that they're probably going to go more of best player available um, than, you know, maybe picking for a need. Um, so I, I'll go ahead. I'll make this pick for them. Um, yeah, take my guy. The defense, the defense um, can fly around. So I think that they're going to continue to add defensive players that can fly around. So I'm going to take uh, edge rusher Jason Owe from Penn State. I like it. Okay. I like it. Which now puts uh, Matt on the clock for the Chiefs at pick 31. What are you doing for the Kansas City Mahomes? I feel so bad for them here because they need to address their line, but there ain't shit left. <laughs> I mean, so I, I think we kind of discredit that the Bucks were actually good on defense, and we need to stop saying that, oh, it's just that they just don't have any offensive line. No. The Bucks I think there was a combination heat. of both there, though. No, man, the, the Bucks came with the heat, and I'm sorry Mahomes couldn't cook in the kitchen. I'm sorry. Like, yes, I understand the line was not great and they had injuries, 
So there's a rightful argument there, but we need to stop looking at it like the Chiefs have the worst offensive line in the history of the NFL. That's well, and they definitely like. don't because they brought in exactly. players in the offseason now, too. Exactly. So, quite frankly, like, I'm sorry. I'm sick of hearing it. So, sorry, that was my little soapbox. All right, well, now you make the pick for him. Uh, I'm going to take this guy because I think he's really, really good. Um, he's not my first choice at this position, obviously, since we already talked about one. Um, but there's not many of them in this draft, and I think it's criminal that he would fall this far, which he won't. But give me, uh, give me Mr. Zayvon Collins from Tulsa. Give me that linebacking shredded up. Give me some more defensive firepower on an already pretty damn good defense, and boom. All right, so you so like Collins, Collins more than Bolton? Yeah. Wow. Zayvon Collins, the linebacker, coming off the board there at 31 to the Chiefs, which now leaves Alex to the last pick of our draft. Uh, number 32, the uh, Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. Um, you know, this is kind of a, a weird, random – You can do whatever you want because they have everything. Yeah. I, I mean, they, <laughs> they, they went out and re-signed every position <laughs> – from the they Super they Bowl winning everything. team. Every starter got re-signed. So it's I mean, to me, crazy just, situation. Yeah, you're just coming in and, and building off of that. You know, like, what do you do here with the 37? This is the like, best player available or they trade exactly. out of this pick. Yeah, exactly. I, I, don't, I don't even see them picking here, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> I would agree with that. You know, it's just, I don't know. It's just one of those things. But you um, get to make the pick for them anyway. Yeah, I get to make the pick for them. Um I don't know, man. Just because of of who's of who's here, um, you know, I don't know why he's there. I don't think this many wide receivers do go uh, in the NF in the first round this year. But because he is there, um, I'm gonna have to give him Elijah Moore. There you go, great pick. Yeah, I mean. I mean, I know they went out, you know, they re-signed everybody, and they got Godwin, and they got Brown, and, you know, they got all these, you know, great well, weapons and stuff. they don't have Antonio Brown back yet. They don't have, yeah, yeah, exactly. So This could be the replacement there. Um, you know, Elijah Moore is the only slot receiver. Um, and, I mean, the, the guy is literally bred to be a slot receiver. There's, there's no outside for him. So, um, <laughs> good you know, point. You put him in there, and you let Godwin move back to the outside and do his thing, and it's a wrap, man. I mean, the guy, the guy, where, where was the stat at? Uh, 73% of his contested catch opportunities last season during his 1,200-yard campaign in the slot. That's freaking stupid. Yeah, well. So, for me, if he's there and I'm a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, I'm going to be like, you know what? Screw it. Let's pair him up with a goat. Let's well, just I, do I was it. I just say, you know how deadly Brady is with a, with a slot guy. So Yeah, I mean, you got to do it. I actually would argue that best player available – um, maybe it's just because I'm just this painfully old school. Um, I'm thinking defense, though. Why I mean, not? I we can, know. I can see that. I, I can. I mean, I could Let's see that. You know, there, but for me, a million ways you can slice this pick if Tampa makes it. Yeah, Cormora is still there in our draft. Freaking, uh, who else is there? Walker Little still there. On the offensive line. Asante Samuel still there. Yeah. I mean, there's a there's plenty of guys that are still there. Um, yeah, but why not give? Brady, one more weapon. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Why, why not give him more friggin' firepower? Hey, Elijah Moore is instead of, instead of being 11 and 5, why not make them 15 and 2? 
Like, I mean, Elijah Moore is legit, so I'm not. It's so I, you know, just give them more and let them do their thing. All right. Well, it's then a that, good uh, pick. that wrap that wraps up our mock draft. Um, so we'll we'll see how this compares to what actually shakes out. Obviously, you know, we didn't project any trades, um, which we all think will happen. So this won't be. Um, a pure match, obviously, but if we were making these picks as it stands, this is what we would do. Uh, this is one of our favorite exercises. Um, that's why we only do it one time out of the year, though. Um, so hopefully, if uh, if the draft is your cup of tea, you enjoy uh, you know you enjoy this episode. Next week's episode is the real the real doozy with the predict the pick um, because the three of us stooges will not agree. Um, on the majority of what is chosen. So um, we will see how that goes. Um, but for tonight, the mock draft uh, for the 2021 NFL uh, draft season is uh, is completed. So we do hope uh, if you listen to it, you enjoy it. If, uh, if this helps you get ready for the draft, which is now going to be a week away by the time you listen to the show, um, get excited. Lord knows we will be um, so for myself and Alex and Matt, it's been another episode of Pound the Pigskin where it's all football all the time. And we will see you on free draft round one eve.